Hey guys, welcome to Quarter Twins, the only podcast where two quarters make a dollar. Um, we are here today, having spoken about the movie Nope, teasing fun little things for this week. It's going to be great. This yes. week is exciting. I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of me. Uh, so if that's annoying, then, uh, <laughs> well, you wouldn't still be here. All right. That's right. That's right. So I'm, yeah. You have, uh, the, you have the podcaster voice over here. So you think so? Are, people are into I it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, we, I'd love to be a voice actor, you know, but okay. I haven't, I haven't taken any steps to, uh, sure. Get myself sure. into that world. Who has? Uh, you may notice just a fun fun thing for the video people out there. Um, the headphones I'm wearing are no longer uh, white and decrepit. <laughs> they are uh, black and Sony. Yes. Uh, we now share the same headphones, looking for fesh. I'm pretty sure we have the headphones. same pop filter also for yeah. our microphones, so that's fun. Um, we are becoming more and more twin. <laughs> As time goes on, Every soon day that we passes. will be one twin on our own. That's right. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Oh, sure, sure. Today sure, sure. we're talking about something that I have been working on for two years. Two years. I think I, I, think I said four years. You said four years. Um, and then I thought about it, and I was like, that's not true. Maybe you so just meant, just like, gonna... you've been working on it four years, you know. Like, oh, that could that's be. what you meant. I don't know. Yeah, but when, <laughs> when I actually thought about it, it was definitely, like, two years. Yeah. Um, because I started it in my college apartment. Sure. Not even my college dorm or here. So, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I want to talk about right now here at the top of the show uh-huh, uh-huh. is uh, Star Wars. Yep. Star Wars is cool, guys. Star Wars is cool. All right. And um, I had a long rant last night trying to come up with things to say right now. Mm. And uh, it was largely ineffective. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that I wanted to bring up is that I think uh, Star Wars in general. Um, has kind of lost something. The fan base and like people our age and a little bit younger um, are not into Star Wars anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a big bummer for me. That's soul-crushing for me. At least not in the way we were as kids, you know. Absolutely. So. I mean, like, we, we know Jaden specifically is still pro-Star yes. Wars. Our youngest cousin, for those who don't um, but I've asked people at college, my age or younger, mm-hmm. they don't care about Star Wars no. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't even seen all the movies. And so that's a big bummer for me. Um, because I like to talk Star Wars and talk about Star Wars. And, uh, you know, I know things about Star Wars. Yeah. I took part uh, one of the like five things I did at college outside of hanging out with my friends you know like a a, a sanctioned school event yeah. was a Star Wars trivia night oh, and yes. uh, let me tell you 
This it's guy. the hardest I worked in college. All this four guy <laughs> was for this for this trivia night. Uh, okay, I, I studied. Okay, all right, I was it. taking I was taking quizzes. Okay, I was I was on Reddit. Oh all right, I was Reddit deep bro. in the catacombs <laughs> looking for facts. Yeah. All right. And uh, you know that uh, what's it called? Trivia cracked. I was on yeah, there. Crack. Mm-hmm. I, I I was everywhere. I was learning. I was putting it. I was hitting everywhere the books on the trivia scene. That's All right. Funny. And me and my friend at the time. Ooh. Um. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um. <laughs> me and my friend. We uh, we studied hard. We quizzed each other, and we on the day we performed. Okay. We took second place. And I went home with $100. The only question I got wrong, and let's see if Jordan can get it, and, you know, redemption for the quarter twins here. Yep, yep, yep. Potentially. Uh, What was the original name, the original production name of Star Wars Episode Six? Star Wars Episode Six was... Mm -hmm. It was Revenge of the Jedi, right? That is correct. Yes. I said something related to Starkiller, which is mm. uh, Luke Skywalker's original name. Yeah. Luke Starkiller. I don't really remember what happened there, <laughs> uh, but I said that, and that was the only question I got wrong. The other team that Dang. took first place got every single question oh, right. Oh, wow. So, it, it, you know, it was a bummer. It was a bummer. But I took home $100, that so that's cool. Oh, wow. Um, $100 for Star you know, Wars knowledge. Look at that. Yeah, when does that happen? And, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was awesome. The The team that won, all four of the people on that team had Star Wars tattoos. Okay. So, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I like to claim, like, I'm in the upper echelon of mm-hmm. Star Wars nerddom, but these guys were permanently... Well, not permanently, you know, tattoos or, you know, whatever, but they, they had marked their skin... <laughs> with the you know rebel alliance and mandalorian right. heads and that sort of thing so they were intense you know they were awesome mm-hmm. and i wish i was their friend uh you know what else is cool jordan tv is cool tv is cool yes how about that yeah okay we love tv um tv's great talking about star wars and tv guess what there's a show <laughs> called andor coming out yeah beautiful seamless transition from me Right. Um, we watched another trailer of Andor. Mm-hmm. Jordan, your mm-hmm. thoughts? Uh, it looks like the best thing from Disney Star Wars since The Last Jedi. It looks phenomenal. Wow. I, uh, I don't have much else to say other than it just like everything I ever complained about, about Kenobi, at least this show. We haven't seen the show yet, obviously. Sure. But at the very, very least, this movie, like, visually looks just, I mean, leaps and bounds above even The Mandalorian. And, and even, like, Kenobi's not even a thought, because <laughs> that movie mm. looks so terrible. Um, and it's just, it's baffling, because I, I've said many times, I literally had zero, like, I couldn't have any less interest in Cassie and Andor and now I'm over here like, this is my most anticipated Star Wars thing ever. <laughs> Not ever, but I mean, it's I'm hyped for the show to come out. I don't really know 
they decided to dump the first three episodes on the same day, which is a really weird idea. Yeah. Because um, it, it's six episodes, and so if you're going to release the first three, you might as well just release the whole thing, because what's the yeah. point of that? Um, and a lot, I feel like a lot of people might just wait then for yeah. the whole thing to be out. Actually, I probably, you know, I probably should do that, because the episode a week thing has it's never worked for me with any of these mm. shows so I, I think i might i think i might just wait and watch it all together wait to binge i'll probably i probably will enjoy it more that way so maybe we'll both do that and then we can just talk about it when yeah. it's over we'll only have to wait you know a month through so. yeah exactly exactly so um and looks absolutely yeah. gorgeous us um one last thing to talk about before we dive in Mm. um one one thing that me and jordan have been enjoying lately is a video game called multiverses okay it's just a fighting game with warner brothers characters uh batman finn the human from adventure time uh lebron james that sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, yeah, we've been playing you know. it a lot and recording it and streaming it over on my YouTube channel, uh, R-A-Z-A-M-U-P-H-U. That's Razamafu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, that sounded awesome, by the way. Yeah. I just came up with M-H- that right now. That yeah. sounded great. Yeah. Um, that's Razamafu. And so we've... Exactly. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but I, I wanted to ask the question for the YouTube viewers... Uh, if you guys would want to see anything like that on this channel, some funny moments and mm. stuff, I can link the video that I made for my channel um, in the description of this video. So you can, you can get a taste yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, what yeah, exactly yeah. we're looking at. If you guys want to see any gaming stuff over mm-hmm. here on Quarter Twins. If not, that's fine. You can subscribe to my channel. Um, because that's where the gaming is. That's where it's happening. That's but if right. you guys want to see right. it over here on the more subscribed YouTube channel, <laughs> Weep, uh, yeah. then I'll bring it over here too, you know? There you go. Such is life. Okay. Now for a ad by Anchor. Thank you. Thank you. Please. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to San Diego Comic-Con. Parentheses, not literally. Um, We are here today to talk to you about something we know you want. Uh. That we know you're excited about. Yes, we do. Star Wars is dying. (laughs) And people here want more. You're here for a reason. Lucasfilm is here to talk about a project, Mm. not literally, Um, and this project is something that the people have asked for for years, and we've shied away from something like this for many years because we're corporate weirdos and we're afraid (laughs) to move away from the thing that's made us buku bucks, the Skywalker saga. Now... This, but 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 the times have changed. That's Rise right. of Skywalker was literally the worst movie on the planet Earth. Oh, the worst and, movie. and 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 we've listened. 
to you. We've heard you. You guys don't want anything about Tatooine. No. About the Skywalkers, the Palpatines. No. You certainly don't want any more Kenobi. Not at all. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> so, we're here today to talk to you about a project in the Star Wars universe that doesn't take place during the Skywalker saga. Ooh. It doesn't take place during Palpatine's reign of terror. Woo! It doesn't take place during a time when there was like one Wookiee left. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> okay, we're talking old Republic. We want to bring you guys a story today from a time when Sith were just as abundant as Jedi. When the galaxy was split in half. We're here today to show you Star Wars Wyvern. Welcome back, guys. Uh, thanks for indulging my fun little Comic-Con bit there. <laughs> um, before I go any further, it was a bit. We are not in any way uh, mm. being sponsored by Disney or Lucasfilm. That's right. Uh, we have no ties to them whatsoever, and this project is entirely for fun and not for monetary mm -hmm. benefit. That's right. As of right now. Um just so we, you know, cover our basis on that one. Yeah, um, just in case the Disney overlords come after us and take everything we yes. own. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so as you saw with the title crawl, also for audio listeners, we'll have to do something for you guys. So whatever yeah. you guys just heard was awesome. And um, yeah, basically, this is a story, a TV show, ideally, um, that I have been working on since 2020. Um, gosh, I want to say I, I started, well, yeah, okay, we're, we're just going to get into it. Just get All into right? it, man. Just get into it. I just want to get into it and just, it, it's going to be a lot of me for a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to be, cause you know, 
Jordan Jordan has read the twenty plus page document yes. that I have granted him. Of course. Um it's a lo- yeah. it's a word it's a little wordy, you know. I wanted, it's a yeah, crazy. I wanted to say like this this was all happening before we started this podcast. This isn't um this isn't exclusive podcast content. Joshua showed me this uh document that he had written like months before we started the podcast, so um It's true. It's been happening for a while. It's been something I've been working on since Actually, I want to say it was maybe it was 2019 mm. because it I can remember now starting to write it in my college dorm room. Mm. But that doesn't line up with all of my memory. I I don't know exactly when Who I knows? started. 2019, 2020. Is there like a log on your Google Doc that you can see when the well, first entry was? It was originally and here here's where it, it's just going to we're just going <clears> to <throat> go for it here. So Yep, okay. Um, one night, wherever I was sleeping, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. and it does, I guess it doesn't really matter, um, I woke up in a cold sweat, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I should make a Star Wars bounty hunter crew for oh. a ship. And I was just like, I'm just gonna come up with six names and six roles for those characters. And so I had... Um, Miona, Jito, Aura, Cheshi, QS, and Zoran. Mm. They were the they were the six that I came up with. And they had their roles, and we'll talk about them in a bit here. Um, well, I had Miona, Jito, Barrick with a last name, and Aura Car with a last name. Mm. Now, at this point, Miona didn't have a last name. Well, why didn't she have a last name? Mm. She characters um, in Star Wars often don't have last names. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they don't have last names. Um, but I thought to myself, well, maybe it has to do with her species. So I, I thought of some species, and I thought she, she would be a Nautilin. Which, if mm. you don't know what a Nautilin is, uh, the only example I can give you that anyone might recognize by name is Kit Fisto. Mm. Uh, but Kit yes. Fisto has a last name, so that doesn't work. Maybe we'll put a pic that um, famous meme of Kit Fisto oh, yeah. on the on the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, she's a Nautilin, but she does still doesn't have a last name. Why doesn't she have a last name? And I thought to myself, oh, maybe she was too young uh, when. She was sold into slavery, and I, I just, it, boof, that happened. And so she never learned her last name because she, she was sold into slavery alongside those other two people who were a little bit older than her, mm-hmm. right? And so at this point, now I have, you know, slaves. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to move. How did they get out of slavery? And, and so they, they started, uh, you know, they escaped one day and they worked at a diner for some time and they bought a ship and joined the bounty hunters guild and how did they meet these other people and it just kind of all started pouring out of me Mm -hmm. and like three days later i had like seven pages of character arcs and background lore and species names and Mm -hmm antagonistic forces and what characters wore and what they looked like and how they talked and 
it just i mean it was it it felt so easy to do like i was just i was just throwing stuff out there yeah and it was so much fun and that that was like that was the moment i was like okay is this something do i want to do something mm-hmm. with this and so i i thought you know maybe it's a book mm-hmm. and so i started visualizing it as a book series and i thought that was okay mm-hmm. but books in general are like not in right now <laughs> yeah right uh, pe- people don't read so i thought okay maybe not we can do animation i, I love animation yep and i think that animation is amazing and one of the best mediums because um you can tell there's literally no limit to your imagination uh the camera there's no limit right shout out to uh, uh, star wars visions everybody go watch that it's pretty dope. heck yeah dude so good mm-hmm. um but uh we have to shout that show out because people don't know it exists because yeah. it's animation and people people don't take animation seriously so in yeah. the end i thought in terms of being the most realistic possibility here would be a live action TV show. Mm. So that's where I ended up. And uh, just to truly curse the Disney Plus uh, formula, <laughs> uh, this show will be three seasons, 72 episodes for 24 episodes yes. per season. There you go. That's the play. That's the plan. Yeah. And uh, so I have been building the world world building i love world building you guys Mm. okay it's it's my jam all right it's everything i i've also uh well it's not everything calm down yeah but um i've also you know i've come up with other ideas and other stories um because that's that's the stuff i really enjoy is like filling creating characters and creating systems and all that sort of stuff it's been a lot of fun for me uh, over the last couple of years when I started doing this. Yeah. Um, but in terms of this project specifically, I have begun um, filling out rough plots for each episode. And uh, as of last night, I finally finished uh, <laughs> season one, roughly, again. Uh, I have yeah. more to fill out. Uh, for that, as well as the rest of the show in its entirety. But starting today, Jordan, well, in in terms of a uh, screenplay, script writing capacity, yes. Jordan has officially joined the team. Yes, uh, there you go. Jordan has already been on the team. Uh, you may have heard a couple times already uh, some beautiful music created for this project by. Jordan, mm. uh, yes, and it's it's awesome. It 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 fits my vision exactly how I wanted it to be, as the principal creator. Heck yeah, um, the CEO of our company over here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll talk. He'll talk about that later, um, yeah, in a little bit more depth. Get to the Twins themes and the thematic. I just thought yes, of that. Exactly. That's our production. That's company. awesome. <laughs> okay, and I'm here for it. Um. So let's just talk a little bit about. Excuse me. Let's just talk about. Oh, goodness gracious! Excuse me. 
Um, in the uh, notes there. Yeah, please. um so i just wanted to take some time to kind of talk to you guys about what this project is um more specifically so you guys have heard or seen the title crawl we did for the first episode of the show um basically we have a, a plot synopsis that i could give the Disney execs when I was when I'm there pitching the show. Yes, when they invite us. I'll just read it verbatim here for you guys. <clears throat> A dastardly band of six bounty hunters trek across the galaxy in search of their next paycheck. On the run from the Jedi Drin Ferris, tasked with retrieving a stolen relic, as well as Tala and Tiona Madar, bounty hunters hired by the Galactic Republic in order to capture the crew. The crew must find a way to escape their pursuers while also making enough money to pay for gas. Watch the crew of the Wyvern as they embark on a quest to become the no- most notorious crew in the galaxy. Wow. So, Beautiful. that's kind of the vibe. Um, it's a group of bounty hunters doing odd jobs, trying to make it in the world, and uh, they're being chased by a Jedi. And the antagonistic force of the show is led by a Jedi. And that is something that has never been done before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that I thought would be kind of awesome to try. Uh, to create a show about a Jedi who is, on the air quotes, wrong side mm-hmm. of the conflict. Um, as, and you know, I gave him other people to fight with alongside yeah. as well. Uh, but I just thought that that would be a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as the timeline here, we are, in, as I said, in the Old Republic, far, far from the Skywalker Saga timeline. Yeah, so far away. Uh, specifically 3,644 years before the Battle of Yavin, which the Battle of Yavin takes place in Episode 4, near the end, when the Death Star comes to destroy the Rebel base. Um, so 3644 BBY, which is before the Battle of Yavin. That's an official uh, uh, Star Wars dating system there? Yes, ex- exactly. Just um, that I'm not just making that up. That yeah, is that, true that's thing. a real thing that, um, that exists. <laughs> the... Yeah, basically the Jedi and the Galactic Republic own, like, if we're going to give, if we're going to say, like, Coruscant is in the center, we just kind of make it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Typically, when you, it's from a top-down view of the Star Wars galaxy, there is, like, a, a rose compass. Uh, so, like, the west side of the galaxy, west half from Coruscant to the west, is... Well, of course, that's not right in the middle, but you, you know what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. half of the galaxy is for the Galactic Republic and the Jedi, and then half of the galaxy is the Sith Empire and the Sith Lords themselves. So, a treaty had been signed between the two to stop the First Galactic War mm-hmm. between the two powers. Um, 
and that time, you know, they're they're at peace right now, but the two sides still hate each other's guts, right? Right. But they they understand that the citizens that live in their halves of the galaxy aren't interested in war and dying and all that terrible stuff. Sure. So they, for the greater good, are at peace right now with half, roughly, half of the galaxy to each of their power systems. And um, so systems like the Bounty Hunters Guild have risen to great power. Um, the Bounty Hunters Guild is able to take jobs from both sides and achieve things on both sides of the galaxy and not take any blame because they're bounty hunters. They're not affiliated with either side. And the, uh, the powers that be can't be held accountable for anything that the bounty hunters do. Right. So they can kind of just attack each other at the line, steal stuff from each other, assassinate political rivals, all that sort of stuff, whatever they want, mm -hmm. using the Bounty Hunters Guild. So the Bounty Hunters Guild has become incredibly powerful right there on the borderline. And our show is about bounty hunters who are on and off with the Bounty Hunters Guild. Um, they take a couple jobs here and there, especially... Uh, like freelance, um, but they can always find work with the Bounty Hunters Guild. And so they go on a mission to free someone from prison, mm -hmm. and it's a high-risk mission. So they, uh, Miona, Jito, and Aura hire some new hands, mm. um, and they bust a dude out of prison, and on the way out... Miona fights a Jedi Master oh. whose name has not been made. I realized the other day that he never got a name. Oh. Uh, well, Miona wins that fight, mm -hmm. and she takes his lightsaber as a trophy of his, her victory over him. And uh, it's called a Light Pike. Now, a Light Pike, for people who aren't aware, is a lightsaber... But the hilt of the lightsaber is three, four feet long, along with the blade on top as well. Mm -hmm. I'll insert some fancy video of a lady using a light pike mm -hmm. to give you an idea of what we're looking at here. Um, it's just it's 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 closer to a weapon called a naganada, which is a long stick with a blade on the end. Um, interesting combat. It's good for defense and offense. It's, it's yeah. a solid weapon. Um, so Drin Pharos, the Jedi, who happens to be the apprentice of the uh, Jedi Master who was defeated in battle, uh, wants to retrieve the Light Pike from Miona and the crew of the Wyvern in an, in an attempt to help put his master to rest. Yes. So he wants to retrieve this stolen relic, as I called it earlier. And uh, meanwhile, the Chancellor of the Galactic Republic doesn't want people to see that the maximum security prison on Coruscant can be broken into. And mm -hmm. uh, so they hire, or they employ their 
secret hit squad, the Madar twins' sisters, to go take out the crew. They don't want the evidence to exist. So those Drin and the Madar twins uh, kind of team up, sort of, in a way, just purely based on um, convenience, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to join forces to chase after the crew. So that's kind of like the first three episodes kind of get you to this place. Yeah. And the rest of the show is about them being chased down and the political issues surrounding the Jedi half and the Sith half and... All of that good stuff. Yes, for sure. Um, so that's kind of what I came up with. And, and, and there are elements that, are, that we haven't talked about here yet that are related to Star Wars The Old Republic, which is a um, MMO video game by mm-hmm. Electronic Arts. Uh, A.K.A. E.A. E.A. Games. It's in the game. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so there are elements that I have borrowed from that loosely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, just a Characters couple names sort of... of thing, yeah. yeah, just a couple names. Well, one character and then one thing yep. that he did. Sure. Um, and, like, planets and stuff, but that's basically all... Whatever. Anyway, right? Star Wars is Star right. Wars, so... Um, we're going we to talk Tatooine. briefly. Yeah, there, there are a couple episodes that go to Tatooine. Yeah, but it's cool. It's only it's only because there's nowhere else to go. We you know, like that's going, the only. We like going to Tatooine for one episode, not the entire show on Tatooine. That's what we. That's like. true. Well, it's going to be like four episodes, but that's fine. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, what I mean. uh, for a time. It's yeah, it's not the whole show, guys. All right. And it's an old Tatooine, so it's different. Yeah, you know? it's different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about the crew themselves and a couple of the antagonists mm-hmm. here briefly. And then um, we could talk about the Wyvern and Jordan's, uh, G- Jordan's current contributions to the show. Mm, yes. So we have Miona who is our lead, the leader of the crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a Nautilin. She uses the light pike, as we've mentioned. Uh, she's very cool, calm, and collected. Um, she's a very strategic mind. She doesn't like to take huge risks. Um, she's willing to... I mean, she'll take a risk if she thinks that the odds are better mm-hmm. for the crew to make more money. Um, she's very aware of the lives that she, uh, leads and she doesn't want to put anyone at great risk, uh, because she cares a lot about the people that she is in charge of and they put her in that position because of that. Yeah. So we love Miona. She's very great. She's sure. awesome. Uh, Jito Barrick is the first mate. And um, he is, um, he's quick, quick-witted, 
um, light on his feet. He is at the at this point the pilot of the ship, at least for the first couple episodes there, um, and he he uses these things. Oh, what did I call them? Cuzo blades, mm. which Cuzo blades aren't something I came up with. They already exist in the Star Wars universe. Um, they are in Star Wars Solo, or Solo, a Star Wars story is the name mm. of that movie. Yeah. Um, yes. What's his face? Who plays Vision? Anthony. Anthony. That's not uh, right. Oh gosh. What's his name? Something his Bennett, name? right? Uh. Oh. Gosh. It's one of those things where. I, yeah, I don't I, remember. I know this guy. Yeah. But I can't think of his name. For some reason. Um, oh, Paul Bettany. He, Jesus. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Gosh. I said Ben. I said Bennett. Yeah, that was close. close. Paul Bettany uses these like double-bladed knives mm-hmm. with the little pink laser on them. In that movie, they're pretty cool. Uh, so he uses those. Um, he f- flings around and jumps around and stuff. He's he's funny. He's quick-witted, as I said. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to talk deeply about any of these characters because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, you know? I got, there's plans. I got things. Yeah. Um, Aura Carr is the next character on the list. She's the muscle. And she kind of rounds out the main three, um, that grew up together on a planet called Vaughn, uh, another planet with spice mines controlled by the Black Sun. And the Black Sun may sound reminiscent to you. Uh, they exist, I believe, in the Clone Wars mm. as the Black Sun. But okay. by the time it, Solo, a Star Wars story, is happening, um, they had changed their name to the Crimson Dawn. Oh, yes. We know the um, Crimson Dawn. Which is a different colored sun-related thing. Yeah. Uh, but they were the Black Sun for a long time as like a crime syndicate um aura is very strong headstrong likes to punch stuff she wields uh brass knuckles but instead of brass they're beskar nice which is the mandalorian armor metal that's steel uh which is hype obviously that's dope Mm -hmm. um so she may or may not be chased down by a Mandalorian at some point uh, for having Beskar. You're not allowed to have Beskar if you're not Mandalorian. Exactly. Because that is a sacred material. Yes, spiritual. Yeah. So that's, that's a cool thing about her. Um, she, doesn't, uh, I've, she doesn't take anything from anybody. You know, she's, she's willing to defend herself. Mm-hmm on just about any point whether it be legitimate or not yeah and so she's kind of funny about it which i like uh about her yeah uh we have uh Cheshi. he is a bim which is we'll show a picture uh he is like a it's a little furry guy it's like a um, guy not like an ewok but like closer to I don't know, like a kind of looks like a boffin, but yeah, shorter. Kind of like like a monkey plus like a goat 
plus like yeah a monkey with a goat's face yes (laughs) yeah that's exactly more or less um humanoid you know Mm -hmm. more or less um he's an engineer he's very smart technically i wrote in the original description if miona is the mind then or no if Miona is the brain, then Cheshi is the mind. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. It's backwards. <laughs> Those are the same. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I, getting I at something here. I know what you Miona mean. is the strategic mind. Uh, right? yes. She's the mind. Yes, yes, yes. And Cheshi is the brain. The he, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense to me. He's the brains of the operation. Um, right, right, right. He, Technical he's, genius. He's uh, always creating something. Um, whether it be working on the ship or uh, working on his fabled Cheshi Wayfarer droid, mm. uh, which we can talk about now, QS-11, is a pilot droid uh, designed by Cheshi, hence QS. Um, he is, I mean, he's a pilot droid. There's not much to say about him. Yeah. He his personality will continue to grow as the show grows because he has a learning AI inside him. Interesting. He has most of the galaxy mapped out inside his hard drives, mm-hmm. uh, so he can he can almost pilot anybody anywhere. Yeah, which is pretty hype for him. Pretty hype. Um, he's dope. And uh, Zaron Hex is the final member of the crew. Uh, Zoran is the weaponsmith. Mm. He makes weapons. He tends to other people's weapons. And uh, he's the reason that the crew is together. He's the guy that they busted out of prison. Yep. Um, and he didn't have money to pay for their job. So they said, you work for us now. Mm. Nice. And so he kind of got roped into helping out these bounty hunters and yep. being on their crew. As they move through the galaxy, uh, Zoran had a very tragic childhood on Tatooine, and we'll get there on that Tatooine episode. There you go. Uh, it's, which is exciting um, for him. He sold some pl- uh, weapon plans to the Sith Empire, and they put him away mm. in the Galactic Republic maximum security prison yep. for his war crimes. War crimes. Um, so that, that rounds out the crew. Um, and we just briefly talk about the antagonistic forces here. Uh, I don't want to call them bad guys, uh, because one of them's a Jedi. It's more so. nuanced than that. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yes. So, Drin Pharos is a Cillin, mm. uh, which, um, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a Cillin. So if you know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, you know that mm-hmm. Sillins are like very, very blue, like like a ocean deep blue, mm. with um, and their eyeballs are red. They don't like have pupils; they just have like oh. red eyeballs. That's scary. Um, they're pretty cool, um, and he's a Jedi Shadow. Uh, Jedi Shadow, at the time, they don't exist in the Skywalker saga because they weren't necessary. Uh, Jedi Shadows were like the black ops of Mm -hmm. Jedi. Uh, He was trained to assess threats to the Council 
and uh, deal with them accordingly. Mm. So kind of close, already close to um, malcontent. Sure. Um, nefarious yeah. Jedi The gray, acts. yeah. Yeah, so... And yeah, and Grey Jedi are also were like a pretty prominent sect of the Jedi at the mm-hmm. time. Um, Ahsoka Tano becomes a Grey Jedi. You know, they use the white lightsaber blades. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not affiliated directly with the Jedi, but they still kind of live that peaceful life. Yeah. Um, they're just a little bit more willing to take personal action. Yep. Uh, but Jedi Shadow is his job. He is, you know, if there's a Sith in uh, Galactic Republic occupied space, he could be sent to go deal with that. Yep, yep, yep. So he's pretty cool. He uses a double bladed blue lightsaber, nice. uh, which is hype. We got to get those. We got to get as many blades out there as possible. That's right. Um, and then we have Tala and Tiona Madar, who are. From Utapau, which Utapau is in episode three, where General Grievous uh, is vanquished. And um, they are similar to Aura Singh, who is another famed bounty hunter um, during the Clone Wars. Um, They are very lanky, skinny characters, uh, pretty tall as well. Um, They are willing to do just about anything for the chancellor because he's he's put them on retainer as mm-hmm. his like personal hit squad. Yeah. So anything the chancellor wants or needs uh to keep him in power, they're the ones that are going to get it done. Mm. Um so they they also use uh, vibro weapons which uh the Mandalorian has a little vibro dagger mm-hmm. that jiggles at a certain frequency to kind of simulate uh, lightsaber-esque permeability so yep. it can kind of cut through anything. Um, so Tala uses two vibro-sword-esque, mach- like probably machete-length weapons, mm-hmm. and then Tiona uses a scythe, like the Grim Reaper. Um, so that's pretty cool. I think they're vibing with that. Mm, vibing. Um, yeah. And so those three are chasing the crew down across the galaxy, putting trackers on their ship, uh, talking to people, trying to figure out exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, I've you know I've bored you with the gri- <laughs> the details. No, no, no. Um, and so I wanted to kind of where what did I do? What did I want to do? <laughs> We we're going to talk about the wyvern itself. So yeah, okay. So the wyvern, if you guys don't know what a wyvern is, it's a mythological creature from you know Dark Ages time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar to a, I would say it's a cross between a dragon and a drake, mm. um, which may not help uh, define either of these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, a wyvern is a dragon without arms. Its arms are its wings. Um, so instead of having legs and arms and wings, it has legs and wings. Yeah. Um, 
I think a drake is just a giant lizard. It doesn't have wings, but it has mm-hmm. arms and legs. Mm-hmm. And a dragon has all, all of them. So it's kind of in between. Yeah. And so the ship is named after that creature. Um, and it, it has, it'll have like two back leg landing gear pieces and then foldable wings. Mm-hmm. Um, as its arms kind of deal. And it's a, it's a brilliant, uh, scarlet red. I see it clearly in my mind. Yes. Um, it's gorgeous. So the the show is named after the ship, the Wyvern, um, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, okay. So now I've talked a lot about the specifics, specifics, but, but what's the the point of all this? What, 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 what who cares right <laughs> who cares um, realistically All of you who are here at San Diego Comic Con you showed up for this <laughs> yeah yeah this is yeah <laughs> um realistically this is a Star Wars project uh which is copyrighted by Disney um and owned by Disney so unless somehow we were able to get this to Disney and they let us also still be a part of it uh this will never happen in any realistic capacity which is right. a bummer because right. i think the story is cool however genuinely it is a dream of mine to create a series on this platform YouTube specifically um where we can showcase every episode of this show because as in terms of as a fan film type thing just a fun star wars fan project yep so you know i'm gonna take some time i'm well i'm not gonna take some time i'm just gonna continue to use the time free time that i have to flesh this stuff out yeah um work on plot lines for episodes um come up with the specifics with Jordan. Uh we're going to start writing screenplay-esque stuff mm-hmm. from now on. I don't know the specific formatting for screenplays, but I'm sure we can learn. And yeah, we can figure um, out how to write that stuff, uh which would be fun. Um and I want to, you know, realistically, I think it would be super super cool to get concept artists and voice actors and just make it um it doesn't need to be you know shot and acted or animated or Mm -hmm. anything like that we can just have like concept art and just have it like slowly move across the screen or something yeah and then have actors portray specific lines from the show um or talk about the lore of the episode in general Mm -hmm. um and just make it. And I think that that would be super cool as just like a thing to have. Like, yep. hey guys, here's my portfolio. By the way, one of these things is a 72 episode long <laughs> yeah. Star Wars show. Um, so it, it, it's something that I've worked on for a long time now, two years already. And I've more or less finished the first season in broad terms, mm-hmm. talking about the overarch, yeah, conceptual plot line for each episode of the season, and I have the overarching plot for season two and three. Um, 
which is it, it, it's just been a lot of fun to be like yeah this is happening it's real and right. imagining it as such and over mm-hmm. time that has kind of driven me to continue working on it and i've shared it now with jordan and he wanted in that's right so he has come to me with some things of his own oh yes. and we're gonna take a look <laughs> at them now yeah I w- i've talked enough i was he, yeah he showed me this thing we were at an airbnb for one of our cousin's weddings and he brought in his laptop and was like look at this thing and i looked at it and i was like heck yeah and he was like i'm gonna send you the google doc so you can like look through it and like add your input and that sort of thing and so i was honored that you wanted me in on this thing so anyway i was like well if we're gonna talk about it on the podcast like it'd be cool to have some music so i was like i can write music and um I'm not a uh, I'm not a lyrics guy. I'm a melody guy, and so instrumentals come more naturally to me. So I was like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna write some. I had a free day one day. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And so I started writing stuff, and I just like randomly started sending recordings to Joshua and be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Um, so I had come up with originally. I had come up with like a. I was going for something that was like. We knew this show was kind of like the vibe was kind of like a like a old like Wild West kind of um, vibe, um, and obviously it's Star Wars, so I wanted it to have like the Wild West kind of vibe, a Star Wars kind of vibe, um, and with the just equipment at my disposal, you know, I'm over here rocking my Garage Band on my MacBook Pro, and so the uh, <laughs> that that level of instrumentation lends itself to uh, things very similar to like a Stranger Things type electronic vibe. So I wanted to put all those things together. Um, And the kind of inspiration for the theme itself was kind of like thinking about, um, I always really loved like, all the old Star Trek shows, you know, our dads watched all have really good, like, opening themes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 30 seconds of, like, a fanfare type thing um, that stick in your head. Um, and so that's oh, the kind of... My head. That's right. That was kind of the vibe that I went for. So I, so I wrote a, a theme, and it was, like... So the, the, the original Star Wars theme, the first two notes are... And so I was like, okay, how can I make that into our own thing? So I used the first two notes, that interval, and then I worked from there. Um, wow, I didn't and, even notice. Yeah, that's but right. That's awesome. <laughs> so I worked from that, and I can't think of the melody in my head right now because I'm thinking of the other, the actual Star Wars theme. Um, but we'll, we're going to play you the original concept for the wyvern theme
and that was it. <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty a little bit good. like it's pretty good. Kind of fanfare ish. Um it has that kind of synthy stuff, um, Stranger Things vibe. It has a well, okay, so at this point I wasn't thinking it more as a Western. At that point I was just kind of like I didn't really know that at the time or have that in my head. So at this point I was just like making a a, a normal kind of space Star opera. Wars space opera theme. Um and so I sent that to Joshua and he was like, I like it. Um it's not really the vibe that I have in my head for the show. So I was like, All right, what what kind of vibe do you have for the show? And that's when he was like, Well, kind of like Western thinking like uh the good, the bad and the ugly, that sort of thing. Um, that very famous Yeah, man. Uh and there were there were a couple tracks from that album that I took inspiration from and he sent me uh a song from it was The Last of Us, right? That that was yes. the Last of Us video game. Um and that I took a lot of that helped me kind of wrap my head around it. So um I took the melody that I had written and I reharmonized it into a minor key and then I added some like acoustic guitar stuff mm. to make it sound a little bit more uh like that vibe, western vibe. Um so yeah, I eventually came up with this version of the theme. Yeah, so, and that's the, I sent that to Joshua and he was like, it's perfect. <laughs> I literally, you yeah. guys, like, I've been humming it since that day that he sent it to me. I was it, very. I genuinely was like, I'm so happy with it. And it, I yeah. didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> because he's part of the team. My price, he asked you me see? what my price was and I think it was like $50 million or something. Like, yeah, it was a little expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was so happy that he liked it because. I worked hard on it, so I was like, I hope he likes this. My boss, I hope my boss likes this. Uh, and I did like the original <laughs> theme, too. Yes, yes, yes. Just, you know, I thought, here's, here's, I didn't really give him any direction. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, 
I like it, but this is what I really want. Yes. And then he sent me exactly what I wanted. And yes. I was like, perfect. $50 million <laughs> is yours. Yes. So that was a fun process. I wrote a... Wrote, wrote makes it sound like... I wrote a, a love theme also um, that we can play. It was more just like me improvising a, a thing improv makes it sound cooler than it is also i was just like i was just playing <laughs> you arranged i arranged this this thing we could play that too if you want to yeah play them all just play it So yeah, that's uh like that's very Stranger Things, very Blade Runner 2049 inspired um science fiction vibe for, you know, any any kind of romance that may or may not develop within the 72 episodes. Um mm-hmm. yeah. There may there may be one. Um Did I have anything else? You were working so. on something just last night. Oh yeah, I was just um uh, yeah, I'm going to keep working on stuff, make themes. I'd like to make exactly. themes for, like, um, the villains and other other things, too. So, yeah, I'm going to keep working on music and things. Um, but it's been super fun to just have a... Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you talked about it, just like having a, a project to work on. Like even if we don't get to pitch this to Disney and make it a live action series or whatever, like if we if we literally sit down and write a seventy two episode TV series, like a script and a screenplay and everything, like mm-hmm. I feel like that's an accomplishment in itself and right. we can this will be our first uh try at doing that and doing it in the Star Wars world is kind of an easy way to like step into writing a a script or something because there's so much to work from already. Um Right. So and then you we know maybe one day we'll uh, we'll write an original concept wholly our own and make it by ourselves. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. You guys, that would be indie so film. Fun. That would be so cool. <laughs> so talk about indie films. Literally gonna break the topic and then we'll go right back to it. We watched right, Coherence good. yesterday. Yeah. Um I really liked it and Jordan is confused. No, I, I liked it a lot, yeah. That's good. Okay. It's definitely like Yeah, the production value is like as as indie film as you can get, basically. Um, yeah, the editing is the editing is really bad, but like like you said, like it's so bad that it like it almost enhances the the like paranoia of what's happening in exactly. the film. Exactly. Yes. So go go watch Coherence. go watch that movie. It's a great Please. like. It's not a horror movie, and it's never no. like, but it's really good like thriller, um, conceptual mind games. So yeah. Anyway, it's really good. You got to sit there and think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like. We tried to do a commentary track. It was almost impossible because yeah. Jordan's just sitting there trying to understand. Right. It was and a... I was trying to also understand. Yeah. And I had already seen it once. So, so. anyway, that's coherence. You also you've 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 made the music that mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. but you've also worked on something else. Yeah, this. I just, you know, I was like, I need to make a logo for this thing. So I just um, found some Star Wars fonts that I could download, you know, for free or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to come after all of my money and sue me for using their fonts eventually. But <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, yeah, you've probably seen. Well, you've seen some of it by now in the text call and whatever but um i wanted to like i was thinking about the wyvern itself and we could like there's a the language in star wars a language in star wars is called arabesh right is what it's called mm-hmm. arabesh um, arabesh that's like the common script yeah, that common you see script. anytime um and i was like well it's you know it's called wyvern it's a sh- the wyvern is a ship and so the ship might have like the arabesh script on it of the wyvern mm. so i wanted to include that in the in the logo or whatever so that's what you guys saw on our instagram if you watch that teaser that those like characters spells out wyvern um mm-hmm. as a little teaser um yeah i made some i made some graphics and stuff which you shall see here in one second mm-hmm. boom there it is boom yeah there it is um and lastly uh, just for fun, just for fun while we're sitting here, um, we came up with a cast, a dream casting mm-hmm. for our live action TV show of our, gosh, nine leads. 
Um, so, do you want to talk about it and then play the little video, or play the video first? Um, we can play the video or not first. Talk about it at all. Um, okay. Let's play the video first. I just want to say I didn't have the song I wrote was only so long, so I couldn't fit everybody in the video here. Um, but it's like the few, like the three, the three main characters: Miona, Jito, and Aura, and then Zoran and Drin. No. Uh, Drin and Barris. No, Zoran's in there too. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. A few so. of them are in there, and then we'll yeah. talk about the rest. Okay. Rachel Zegler as Miona. Daniel Kaluuya as Jido Barrick. Florence Pugh as Aura Carr. With Matt Smith as Drin Ferros. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Darth Barris. Star Wars Wyvern. Uh, yeah, so how awesome was that, by the way? <laughs> all I did was the voice for that. Yes. Jordan did all that other stuff. He found the graphics. He made the graphics. He made the type. It was awesome. So cool. Uh, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, the, I love this so much. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, Rachel Zegler uh, as Miona. Uh Brought to recent fame by West Side Story. Mm -hmm. She was your pick. Yes. Uh, for this character. Do you have any specific stuff you want to talk about for uh, her? Yeah, I just think she was really, really good in West Side Story. And she's, I don't know, she kind of, based on the description you gave um, of the character Miona, that Rachel just came to mind, I guess. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. She just... Yeah. That was my initial thought. I was like, you know, Rachel Zegler would be perfect for that. So. Sweet. I mean, yeah, we're we're not uh, the CSA. We're not craft casting yeah. directors. <laughs> so we were right. just like, oh, who do who immediately came to mind? So right. we're not we're not bringing anybody out of obscurity into fame, right. super Star Wars fame, like mm -hmm. Star Wars likes to do. Uh, you know, but um, so so. We don't have anybody specific that we, or like, there's no one on this list that isn't already famous, right. I would say. Yes. So, because, as I said, we're not casting directors. We're not, we're not having open calls. Yes, exactly. Nobody's auditioning roles. for our project here. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, for Jito, we have Daniel Kaluuya. The We've talked choice. about him a lot. Uh, recently, yes. yeah, we both picked him. Um, I don't. He was perfect. Yeah, I would just I love to see Daniel Kaluuya in a Star Wars movie or a TV show. Exactly, I think that's incredible. So, I think he fits the bill. Uh, we are Daniel Kaluuya heads lately. <laughs> We're big fans. He's great. He's so. one of the best actors out there right now. Yeah, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Aura rounds out our main three mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. we chose florence Pugh. aura was a hard one for me mm. because for whatever reason everyone else is in live action but aura car has been an animation in my head mm. for a long time just like um what's his name from star wars rebels the big uh zabrak thing I have no idea never seen it i'm not even a true there, star wars fan 
there's this big muscular guy. I didn't finish it. I'm not a Star Wars guy either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, that's kind of what I envisioned her as. I mean, she's a human. Sure. But I saw her as, like, otherworldly level of muscular. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just, I mean, that's unrealistic for um, an actual live-action person to sure. achieve. Um, and so I had, in my, in my original pick was uh, Ronda Rousey, mm. uh, who is a UFC champion. Yeah, uh, she's been in movies. But I, yeah, that's true. But I, I just remembered this SNL skit she did, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can't have her in my wholesome <laughs> yeah. story. Um, I think she just so recently Florence got Pugh... canceled, too, so that's unfortunate. Oh, unlucky. There you go. Um, Florence Pugh is, um, she has acted in a role uh, where she uh, was like a UFC fighter. So I was like, oh, that works. Yep. Uh, and she was in Black Widow, and she's, was very good in that and yep, Hawkeye yep. apparently. Um so that was the next pick. And then Jordan also picked her. So Yes. We went ahead Perfect. and went with Florence Pugh there. For Chase She, who as we said is the BIM, he'd probably be CGI mm-hmm. uh relatively. Mm-hmm. Um because it's difficult to create a uh four foot fur ball monkey with a goat's head. Yes. That is difficult. Although, you know, Star Wars prides itself on its live-action roles, so who knows? They can make a big puppet or something. I don't know. Uh, I chose D. Bradley Baker. Uh, D. is a voice actor of many years, and uh, you may recognize his voice from Star Wars The Clone Wars as The Clones. Um, He's also that guy in SpongeBob that's like, Oh, man, my drink! (laughs) I ordered a diet Dr. Kelp. <laughs> that guy. I can't do the voice. He's yeah. also in Avatar, and he sings the fame song Secret Tunnel. Oh, yes. Um, so he's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere, amazing. All the time. He can do all sorts of voices. Um, he's, he's super cool. So that was my pick for him. Um, I, I originally chose... Jordan chose <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I originally picked Nicolas Cage for that. I'm just, like, imagining his Nicolas Cage voice coming out of this little goat monkey person. I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect. That would have been funny. But, uh, More of we're, a joke. We're, this is realistic. This, this is this real is life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, QS, our droid. Uh, we both chose Alan Tudyk. Uh, he has quite literally proven himself capable of playing a droid in Star Wars, as he did in uh, Rogue One. Um, and I don't think he would be against doing it again. Yeah. Um, He'll do anything. We could right. even, we could even switch Chase and QS and their actors. Yeah, that's and true. I think they would both be fine with either role. Mm-hmm. So if if Alan didn't want to do the droid, he could do the monkey goat. Um, instead. Yeah. And then for Zaron, we chose Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim. Who I know from Lost. Mm-hmm. He is. I've seen Hawaii a little bit 5-0. older. He, he's in there. Yeah. Okay. Hawaii <laughs> Five O. Um, I think he, he, you know, give him a little scruff, a little stubble, mm-hmm. and like a cowboy hat, and I think he fits that perfectly oh, in go. my head. Mm-hmm. Just like as the oldest member of the crew, he's seen the galaxy. You know, he's yeah. seen a thing or two. Um, so I think he would be good for that role. Always smoking a 
weird Star Wars pipe or something. Yeah. You know, not that I'm promoting smoking. If you know me at all, I would hope that you know that smoking is wrong and will kill you. And I hate that <laughs> for people who do that. Yes. Um, uh, for Drin, we saw Matt Smith. Mm. Um, shout out to my childhood friend, Matt Smith. Oh, shout um, out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he was recently, most recently in Morbius. Yes. Uh, of Morbius fame. I, he was if in, I'm not um, mistaken, he was also the doctor at one point. Yes, he was the doctor from Doctor Who. He was in um, The Last Night in Soho. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I haven't. Um, yeah, I really liked his... I haven't um, seen Morbius, and I haven't seen Doctor Who either, so... Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I haven't seen... No, I've seen Last Night in Soho, but... um. I really like his uh, the vibe that he has. He's a kind of a creepy looking dude, <laughs> and uh, I think he'd be really good for that character, Jedi. Put him in some full Jedi. facial makeup. Yeah, as a as a um, Cillian, right? I think he'd look really Cillian. good. Cillian. Yeah. Um, we have Darth Barris, who I didn't really talk about at all because mm-hmm. he's not in season one. Spoilers. Um. Darth Barris will be played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. He's the biggest As name. I, He's the highest build I kind of hyped him up. Here, yeah. He's the seller. Uh, Darth Barris is the character that I took from Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, and some of the things that he does in that, uh, he may or may not also do in the show. Um, that was like one starting point for me to like kind of build the show around in Mm. terms of like when we are and what's going on in that space yeah um so darth barris is kind of my anchor sure uh even though he's not in the first season of the show Uh, so benedict cumberbatch will come in and play he sure will we're gonna get him and then (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna get them all um and then for the madar sisters uh, we're going to have one actress play both roles, um, kind of a, uh, what's that guy's name, who in Social Network, he played both of the uh, Winklevoss twins. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember I don't his remember. name. Um, we're, it's going to be a similar double frame kind of situation mm-hmm. with those two. And I picked Jenna Malone, um, who is in The Hunger Games from District 4. She plays Joanna. Uh, She wields an axe. Um, She is terrifying. And I think she would fit the role perfectly. Yep. Um, Agreed. So that's that's our main cast for the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't have much else to say, really. Um, yeah. if you guys have a burning desire to spoil everything for yourself, um, maybe, uh, comment on the YouTube video and I can, we can like figure out a way to get the Google doc to you without revealing your phone number or email address on YouTube comments. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can. If, yeah, if you guys want to read all 20-whatever pages of notes that I've made for the show, um, 
I have a Google Doc, and we you can look at that. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna keep. You know, we'll bring this up every so often when we have a major update. Updates and things. Um, what else is there? Um, Do you have anything else? No, I think uh, I was going to recommend on Disney Plus mm. right now, there's a documentary called Light in Magic. And it's I've only watched the first couple episodes, but it's a documentary about... Um, Industrial Light and Magic, which is a visual effects company that George Lucas started to make the first Star Wars movie. So um, it's kind of the story of that. Like George Lucas just had this idea for Star Wars, and he um, couldn't find a visual effects company that could do what he wanted to do. So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own company i'm gonna get my friends together who can do this stuff and we're gonna do it so he started this company um from scratch to make star wars um it's just like fascinating story and i was just watching it a couple nights ago when we were preparing for this and just like listening to the the man himself george lucas talk about like the early days of star wars and like um these guys that he brought on, like they were in their twenties. Like these are just like young dudes new to the industry, um, who just like made the most popular movie of all time. And so like, <laughs> it was just super cool and inspiring just to be like, you know what? You can, you can make stuff sometimes if you, if you really want to. So, um, anyway, and that's, that's what a, we're doing. You we're guys. Doing it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out if you're interested in all of that visual effects how how they make stuff so and nice. um next week what are we doing next week um um i it... believe we are talking know. about our top 10 favorite tv shows oh yes if i'm not mistaken i believe, I believe that, that is, that is correct. next yeah I need to come um, up with ten. I have five, but I can't think of any others. Oh yeah, shows. I originally made it five, and I thought we can talk about more than that. Yeah, and then yeah. I made a list of ten. There you go. Um, I also yeah, have a recommendation Ooh. before we get out of here. Oh. Every Thursday for the last month or so, I've been watching a show oh. called <laughs> For All Mankind. <laughs> Welcome and to the, last night to this segment of the show where Joshua talked about last night all mankind. <laughs> I watched the latest episode and I was floored. Floored, okay? he says. Floored. I was in my bed and I was floored. A tear of hype <laughs> fell from my eye. I, 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 I screamed in the dead of night in wow. my house alone because <laughs> my parents aren't here. And I you know, I I couldn't control, I couldn't contain myself. Yeah, the show is so good right now, you guys. <laughs> okay, season three, episode nine. Check it out. Okay, I mean, you know, watch everything else before then too. Sure, sure. Um, it sounds like so there will be the first two seasons were both ten episodes. Mm -hmm. So I think next week will be the end of season three, and that is when I low key, high key demand that everyone listening now still to this episode watch for all mankind on apple tv okay plus there we go okay 
get the free trial, make a fake email, get on it. It's so good. Spoiler alert, it will be on my top 10 TV shows Ooh, of all wow. time list. Yes. Okay. I can't wait for I'm that. S- and I'm serious about this. <laughs> so passionate. It, yeah, seriously. It's like I can't I can't not gush about this show because mm. it's 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 shot well. The music is good, which isn't always the case for TV. Actually, I fully disagree with that statement. Most of my favorite scores were from TV. Yeah, that's true. Um it's just really good, you guys. The acting is good, the plot lines are insane, but also like not unbelievable, which is really cool. Uh, they haven't gone completely overboard with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. There's one character that I just, I hate them. <laughs> and I hate them. But it's only because they do something so terrible mm. that I, uh, it's unspeakable. Oh my goodness. Okay. So wow. go watch Industrial Light and Magic's new uh, documentary series, Light and Magic, on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Wow. Disney I had a lot of trouble Plus. saying Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and go watch For All Mankind. I'm not going to stop recommending it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, until you all watch it and tell me that you did so I can stop. Um, it's really good. I want to have a podcast episode about it. Wow. We should do that. So. Next week, we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will see you next week. Jordan, take us out of here. Yes, thank you all so much for listening to our episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for a, a new thing. And a, 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 what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? A departure from our normal discussion. Um, hope you're all are still enjoying this show. Thank you as always for listening and watching and subscribing and liking and commenting and all the things. So we will see you again next week for TV shows. Goodbye. <laughs>